or something like that. No, anyway. Um, hey, I am so glad that you guys uh, are here and uh, that you chose to be a, a part of Anchored Hope. And I want to remind you that we do also have a campus in, uh, in Wright City as well. And it's awesome uh, to see some of you guys here. Uh, we're excited um, to be halfway in this series. Um, if you haven't been here, this series is called Ducks in a row. And so we've been talking about our priorities and getting our priorities straight because it seems harder than ever to have your priorities straight. And so along with that comes a conversation about time and how you spend your time and how you fill your time. And so I want to ask you a question this morning. And the question is this, is how do you get the most out of your time? How do you get the most out of your time? Because you all know this, some of us, we only get a certain amount of time to do certain things. And so it's like, man, when I, when I get time with my family, when I get time to go do something that's important to me, I mean, I've really got to take advantage of this. And even when you're spending time doing something, it's very, very easy to get distracted, right? And so, you know, Job is, is a great reminder to us. It's a terribly depressing story. <laughs> but if you ever read the book of Job, um, it reminds us of something. And if you look at Job, Job, he said this. He said, a person's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and, and have set limits he cannot exceed. Do you know what this means? This is an important reminder. And the reminder is this. You cannot buy more time. I mean, it is such an important thing, but you cannot buy more time. You have a set amount of time. And the thing is, we talk about this all the time, especially like with our children's department. You know, you'll see our children's department plastered all over the place, 936 weeks, 936 weeks, because 936 weeks is how long you have from the time your child is born to the point where they graduate. It's a fixed amount of time, unless they, you know, don't make it through third grade and have to do it again. Maybe then it's a little bit more. But for most of them, 936 weeks, that's a set amount of time that you have to influence your kid. We have this limited amount of time, and none of us even know exactly how long we have on this earth. So we have to use it wisely. And sometimes, I mean, geez, it just seems like time flies by, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, I love Facebook memories. It's one of my favorite things on Facebook. I'll go on there and I'll look at my memories. And man, lately I've just seen so many videos of when like my kids were cute, you know? And like I look at like videos where like Olivia didn't have a mouth on her, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and it's just like she just, you know, I saw one the other day where she had learned the Lord's Prayer and I didn't even know she had learned the Lord's Prayer and she recited it back to me, you know? But I love those little videos of like my kids and stuff and how they've grown up. But I mean, I swear just the other day they were like two, you know? I swear just the other day I could pick them up in my arms and I could hold them, you know? And But now it's like, good grief, Olivia's almost a teenager. She thinks she's a teenager, you know? And Brayden, he just, oh, boy you know and it's just you know but where did that where did that go and, and the thing is, is when you stop and you you think about that and you're like man where did time go it just seems like it flew by it seems like this year flew by where did the time go the answer to that question is it, it went away that's where it went it's gone and you can't get it back it, it went away and so we have to think about when we get just a set amount of time a certain amount of time with our family, with our friends, with, with people we care about, even sometimes a set amount of time to accomplish a goal or a task. We, we have to learn to be wise with our time because here's the thing. If we don't have our ducks in a row, we can potentially miss something significant, right? If we don't have our ducks in a row, we could potentially 
miss something significant. And so I, I love what the psalmist wrote in the psalm. It says this, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The first step is understanding that time flies by, that it is one of the most significant currencies that we have, that it is a gift from God. And so when we realize that we only have a certain number of days that our time is set, then we must gain a heart of wisdom. And what we need to learn is to be wise with my time. Let's say that together. Ready? One, two, three. Wise with my time. I have to learn to be wise with my time. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. But there are a couple uh, things about time, a couple principles about time that I want to teach you. And I've taught on these before. I like to teach on these every couple years, but it's just, it's so invaluable. And so many people have said, man, when it came to my career, when it came to my marriage, when it came to my relationship with my kids, when it came to our finances, when it came to my health, I mean, this was just such good reminders of the principles of time. So I'm gonna give you a couple and I want you to write them down if you can or we could post them later, but these are so good. And the first one is this, investing small amounts of time over time is cumulative. Investing small amounts of time over time is cumulative. What that means is that time adds up. One, one session, one lesson, one time in a time spent, it really doesn't do anything, doesn't mean anything, doesn't add up to much. But time over time over time over time, it's cumulative. It adds up, and that is what makes a difference. Here are just a few examples. I mean, dinner with your family. One time doesn't mean a whole lot. One time probably isn't going to be memorable, unless a fight breaks out, then it will be. But I mean, you know, the good kind of dinners with families. One time doesn't mean much, but oh man, time over time over time, it adds up, it's cumulative. Date night, studying scripture. I mean, spending time in the word, it adds up. Mentoring someone, depositing into your savings, praying with family, eating right, doing these things consistently, time over time over time. They add up. Small deposits of time. Small deposits of time over time, they add up and they become meaningful. They become valuable. They become significant. And that is how we are successful. Now, neglect has the same principles. Neglect also has a cumulative value as well. Here's the thing. If you neglect anything, neglect anything over a long period of time, you will have something to show for it, right? Neglect anything over a period of time, you will have something to show for it. Did you, this, is a, this story is a couple years old, but did you hear about the teenager who only ate Pringles, bread, and soda? What happened to him? Seven years, all he ate was bread, Pringles, and soda, and he went blind and lost his hearing. Yeah, some of y'all are going to be throwing some Pringles away today, aren't you? I mean, you're going to be like, don't eat that, honey, right? But that's what, he ate it seven years every single day. That was what his diet consisted of. And then one day, he goes blind and even starts to lose his hearing. I mean, you neglect anything over a long period of time, you will have something to show for it. Now, in, in some regards, like that story, we can kind of laugh at, but it's a whole nother matter if you neglect your marriage, it's a whole nother matter if you neglect your relationship with your kids. It's a whole nother matter if you neglect your finances. Because here's the thing, over a certain amount of time, you'll have something to show for it. 
All of a sudden, you'll wake up one day, and it'll be one of those times where you'll wake up and you go, how in the world did we end up here? You'll have one of those moments where you go see your doctor, and your doctor will say, you are not well. You, you, you are in a place where we, we, now we have to do something quick. Now we have to have an emergency. You'll come to that place in your finances where one day you're going to want to retire, or one day an emergency is going to come up, and you're going to say, I ain't got it. I don't have it. Oh, my goodness, I can't do this. Or you're going to come to that point in a relationship where they're going to say, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm out the door. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why? 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 What, what's going on? Well, you've neglected me. Well, I didn't think it was that bad. No, 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 no. You've neglected me over a long period of time. And I've, now I've come to the place where I've had it. And in those moments, we're like, no, 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 I can fix this, right? And we try to give it a big burst of energy. But, but here's the thing you have to understand. In the areas that matter most, a burst of energy and activity cannot always reverse the consequences that accompany a season of neglect. You can cram for a test in the last minute. You can cram and you can try to come up with answers quick. But in the areas that matter most, a burst of energy and activity, it cannot reverse the consequences. Sometimes the damage has been done and you just have to live with it. And that's the place we don't want anyone to get to. That's the place you don't ever want to see anyone be because it's at that point where people turn to you and there's really nothing that anybody can do except for to just live with it and deal with it. And it is never fun. But the other principle is this, is that random has no cumulative value. Random doesn't add up to anything. You take that jar that we had last week full of all the, the popcorn seeds. Remember how we talked about how, how, how that bottom portion, if that we put that in first, first, if we just put the random stuff in, the busy stuff in first, we miss so many of our priorities. But here's the thing. When we look at our hopes and dreams, and I have this conversation with people all the time. Man, I had so many hopes and dreams for this year. I mean, I think we think about this when the new year changes and as 2023 comes up, we think, man, where did this year go? I had so many dreams. I had so many goals. I was going to start that side hustle. I was going to do that in my business. I was going to lose that weight. I was going to commit to this. I was going to get this done. I was going to do this stuff with my kids. I was going to be in this place financially. And, and man, what in the world happened? Well, the thing that happens for a lot of us is that randomness filled our jar and took us away from what is important. And when we add up all the time spent, instead of chasing our dreams, instead of uh, working on that, instead of learning, instead of developing, instead of growing, when we add up all the random time spent on our phone, on that app, watching that TV, on doing that thing, we think, well, where, where in the world? Where did I go? Where, where did I get? And the answer is I got nowhere. That randomness got me nowhere. That randomness took me to places I didn't want to go. And I thought one time, what's the big deal? One skip, what's the big deal? Missing it once, what's the big deal? But the thing is, is that it wasn't one time. One time became a habit. One time became canceling your membership. One time became, began a season where you didn't show up and things ran dry, your heart ran dry, your spirit ran dry, your love for Christ, your light, it ran dry. Your love and your intimacy and your marriage, it ran dry. The connection you had with your kid, it ran dry. The finances ran dry. Why did it run dry? A lot of times it's because of randomness that pulls us away from what's important. And we have nothing to show for it. 
And in the areas that matter most, you can't cram for misspent time. That day that you do wake up and you realize you can't cram for misspent time. You can't all of a sudden realize that, oh my goodness, the kids are about to move off and I don't know if they're ever gonna wanna come home and so I wanna make sure that they wanna come home when they can come home. And so, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna sit here on Saturday and we're gonna have a mega super family dinner. We're just gonna, everybody sit down at the dinner table for eight hours and we're just gonna talk forever. We're gonna make up for all of the years where mom or dad didn't show up at family dinner, where dad was on his phone, and we're gonna just cram and we're gonna have an eight hour super mega family dinner. You can't do that. You can't cram for your finances, right? You can't one day all of a sudden realize we are in the hole. Okay, we'll stop all spending. Just stop it all. Just quit. Lock it all down. And you go, well, we still got to eat this week. Nope, nope, no eating. Lock it down. We're done. We took that trip. We did that thing. And boy, did we go overboard. And we just got to lock it all down. Nobody can live. Everybody turn the lights off, right? I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen. And the same thing goes for your relationship with God. I remember I was in Nebraska. Nebraska was real big about the revivals. If you don't know, if you didn't grow up in church, you don't know for what a revival is. A revival is where we're like, we need something. Let's spend five days of church services, okay? Let's just have a mega, super, ultra worship service for five days and just see how much we can cram in there. And in Nebraska, I remember there was specifically this one woman. We would have revival every year, and she would not come to church, but oh, did she make sure she was there for revival, Okay, it's like, the reserve, it's like the reverse of Catholics. Like Catholics show up at Easter and Christmas to cram in. Nazarenes and Methodists, they show up at revival to cram in, okay? And so I, this one woman would show up every single revival and I would know she was coming and she was always on time and she was always there with her Bible. But it was interesting in the three years that I was there, the three revivals we had, each time I saw her, she was kind of in a darker place. Never saw her at church. Never saw her on Sunday, never saw her at small groups, never saw her anything like that. But each time I saw her, it just seemed like she was a little bit weaker, just a little bit more sad, just a little bit more upset, it's like something was missing, a little bit drier. But she would always make that revival, and she would hope that this would be the week where she'd get things back together again, but it didn't ever, it didn't ever happen. And the thing is this, is the more you neglect, the more estranged you will feel. This is across the board, folks. The more you neglect your fill in the blank, the more you neglect your kids, the more estranged you will feel. If you ever find yourself saying, you know, I don't know what it is, I'm just not connecting with my wife right now. I don't know what it is, I'm just not connecting with my husband. I don't know, I'm just, I'm not connecting with my parents, I'm not connecting with my kids. Man, I don't know what it is, I just, I don't feel God, I don't feel connected with God. The thing is, is that probably what has happened is that there is a season of neglect. And the more you neglect something, the more estranged you will feel. The more and more it will feel like you are strangers and like you don't truly know each other and you can't hear each other. And that is what happens over that amount of time. So obviously these principles across the board, health, finances, our, our, our relationship with God, our relationship with other people, this is all important. Even our integrity, this all falls under the same category. And again, this isn't a Bible thing. This is just a thing thing. 
mean, we're not even to the Bible part yet, right? I mean, you just know this, whether you're an atheist or whether you're a whatever. I mean, this isn't a religious thing. We all know this to be true. We all see this in life. So what do we do? Well, I think that Paul gives us some answers. And I love this verse. I love preaching on this verse. This is such a good reminder from Paul. And it comes from Ephesians. When he wrote this letter to Ephesus, he wanted to remind them about the value, valuable thing they had, which was their time. And he wanted to remind them how precious it was and how it's important to not just be a good steward of your finances and your relationships, but, but, but of your time. And so he writes them this in Ephesians. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as wise or unwise, but as wise. Here's, here's something that came new to me this year, looking at this verse with, with fresh eyes. You know what I saw? I saw this. Success doesn't happen by accident. Amen. Success doesn't happen by accident. Amen. Apply that wherever you want. When it comes to your health, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to your integrity, your morality, your sexuality, whatever it may be. Here's the thing. Success doesn't happen by accident. You look at a successful person and you go, man, they just had all the right breaks, didn't they? They just had all the things. No, 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 no. They might have had some advantages. But the thing is, is that in the midst of how they spent their time, they chose to not be unwise, but wise. They were wise when it came to how their time was spent. They made sure that as their time added up, that it went to the things that were most important to them. What you see is you see somebody with their ducks in a row. I have sat down with a lot of successful people. I have picked the brains of a lot of successful people. And the thing that they always tell me that ha helps them be the most successful is their schedule. They will always tell me, well, my day begins at this time, and this is what I do, and then this is what I do. And it is so planned out. Their ducks are so in the road. Their priorities are so, so straight. And I go, yeah, but what if this goes, comes up? And what if this comes up? And they go, no, I don't let those things get my ducks out of a row. I don't let those things pull me off my wall. I make sure, I tell people no more than I tell people yes because I want to make sure that I get to where I want to go. Success doesn't happen by accident. And then he says this. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Now, I love the way that the ESV uh, translates to this, and this is very accurate when, it, when you compare it to the Greek. It says, I, I want to make sure that you are making the best use of your time. Of the time, the time that is set, the time that you have. Because see, in the Greek there, when Paul originally wrote this, he wrote a phrase that meant to redeem your time. He said, I want you to make sure that you are living not as unwise, but as wise, and that you are redeeming your time. Because you only have a fixed amount of it. I want to make sure that you are redeeming your time and being wise with it. And he gives us a very important reason to pay attention to this. He says, because the days are evil. Because the days are evil. And, and in the Greek, if you look at the, the translation of this, what, it, what they would have visualized when the uh, uh, Ephesus would have read this is they would have visualized that there are traps. 
That's what they would have heard. They would have had Paul say, you need to make the most of every opportunity. You need to redeem your time because there are traps that have been laid. There have been traps that have been laid to suck your time away, to take your eyes off of the ball, to get your ducks out of the row. So you need to make sure and you need to make decisions to be wise with your time because the days are evil. And if you aren't careful, you will slip up. If you aren't careful, you will wake up one day and you will think to yourself, how in the world did we get here? How did we get to this place? Why are we having to have this difficult conversation now? And the answer is because you are not wise with your time. So one thing I wanna do really quick to wrap this up is I wanna give you three practical ways to be wise with your time, to make sure that you are adding your time up to where you want it to go and not neglecting your time, and to get you to a place where you are being wise with your time so that you do not have to cram one day. So here are my three tips. The first one is this. Put it on the calendar. Put it on the calendar. At the beginning of every month, Kate and I sit down and we go, all right, so what we got? What's November look like? What's December look like? Okay, we know we're gonna be at church every Sunday, all right? So that's fixed, right? We got our non-negotiables. What are your non-negotiables? We've been talking about that this whole series. What are your non-negotiables? For me, my non-negotiables are church, date night, and going to the gym. Those are my three non-negotiables, okay? That's my priorities. Those are my, those are my pillars. Those are my things that I need. Church, date night, and working out. And here's the thing. If I put it on the calendar, it's not moving. I'm disciplined about it. I keep it. Nothing is going to pull me off my wall. I am going to be there. Sometimes y'all will call me and you'll say, hey, uh, Thursday at noon, can you get together? And I'll tell you, nope, sorry, I got something on my uh, calendar. And I'm just going to work out. Okay, and some of you look at that and go, that's, 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 that's not cool. That, no, no, that is cool because I need that for my own sanity is what I need. I need that to clear my head. That is my me time. That is my, my, my mental health check time. I need that. And here's the thing. If I let people just kind of bully me, bully me out of that time, it won't happen. I won't make it. I won't go. The same thing on when it comes to date night. I mean, y'all don't know I'm on a date, and y'all will call or something will come up, and guess what? I ignore it. I ignore it. You know why? Because my wife is a non-negotiable. Because my wife is a priority. Because that is my time. That is my time that is going to add up with my wife, and I'm not going to let anybody facilitate me neglecting that. Put it on the calendar and sit down and go, look, what do we have? What are our non-negotiables? And Kate and I, man, I tell you, we have to do it all the time. Sometimes stuff doesn't make the cut. Today, we got invited to a birthday party at 4.30 for Braden. Are we going to be able to do it? We got Parent Lab. And Kate even tried it. She goes, maybe we could squeeze it in. I said, girl, don't you come off your wall. Don't you do it. Look at all the other things you have that weekend. You are going to be tired. And Monday, then that Monday is going to come up and work. Don't, don't do it. Don't you come off your wall. And so we cut it, right? Had to tell Brayden, cried, but threw a mess. Ah! You know what I mean? That whole thing. But here's the thing. I'm sorry. Things got to make the cut. Not everybody's going to be happy. Put it on the calendar. And then once you get there, AMRAP mentality. 
AMRAP mentality. All the CrossFitters in the room just go, oh my goodness. Because this is a CrossFit term, AMRAP. AMRAP stands for, all the CrossFitters, ready? AMRAP stands for as many rounds as possible. What the? Demon in the TV. All right. As many rounds as possible. That's what it stands for. Here's what we do in CrossFit. Is in, in AMRAP, we, we, ha, we pick a certain amount of exercises, we put, make a rep scheme, and then we set a time. So maybe it's 13 minutes and we're going to do bike and push-ups, right? And so an AMRAP means for 13 minutes, all we're going to do is bike and push-ups, bike and push-ups, as many times as you can. We're just going to go after these two exercises and we're going to do as much as we can. Well, Jason Kalipa, who is um, he, he's an OG CrossFitter, he's very big and he's opened up a lot of gyms. He wrote this book a couple years ago called AMRAP Mentality. And he took this idea that we use in exercise and he said, you know, I own a lot of businesses and I do a lot of stuff and I work out and his daughter at the time had cancer. And he's like, you know, I'm trying to fit all this in. And what what I did was is I took this idea of what an AMRAP is and I applied it to all areas of my life. And what he said was, is he's like, if, look, if I only have 15 minutes to spend with my wife, I'm not going to do anything else. We have a fixed amount of time that we are able to spend together. I'm not going to let anything else distract me from that. So if all I have is time with my kids and my wife and it's 15 minutes, that 15 minutes, AMRAP mentality. I'm going to squeeze the most I can out of that time. And nothing else is going to come between me and them during that time. You understand the concept? So let me help you apply that to you. AMRAP mentality. Let me tell you something. And, and it, I, don't, I don't know if this is more of a guy thing than a girl thing, but I think it's more of a guy thing, okay? But here's the thing. If you get time with your family, if you get the opportunity to have dinner with your family and actually sit down and stare each other in the eye, here's the thing. You had better not answer that phone when that phone goes off. If work calls, I don't care. You got 20 minutes with your family. We're in an AMRAP right here. Work doesn't belong. Work can wait 20 minutes. Mm-mm. We're not picking up that phone. We're not doing that right now. I don't care anybody... Our family, when we sit at the, the dinner table at night as a family, the phones go on the island. They go on the chargers. We're not picking them up. We ignore family. We, sorry, dad and mom. Uh, we ignore all type of people. When they call, they're not pulling us off our wall. This is our time together. This is what we're doing. You've got to AMRAP that thing. When you are on that date night, you've got to AMRAP that thing. You don't let anything else pull you off your, that, that wall. When you got time to, to go and to watch your kids do sports or to spend time with them or to sit down with them and get to know them, AMRAP it. Get off Facebook. Get off whatever you're doing. Put the phone down. Don't let any other distraction come between you and them. It is time to AMRAP that. And then the last thing is this. Be inflexible with what you are not willing to surrender. Be inflexible with what you are not willing to surrender. Look, I know things come up. I know some of us in our jobs, we're on call. I know emergencies come up and things happen and people say, I really need something or I really need you or whatever it may be. But here's the thing, that may happen, but you have to understand that when you get out of the AMRAP and switch to something else, that just became an episode of neglect. If you're at the kitchen table and you're sitting there with your family 
and something else comes up and it pulls you away, that is going to be remembered. That is going to be counted against you. That is going to be seen as neglect because what you just decided is to put your ducks out of row and to put something else before your wife, and before your kids, before your family. And that's gonna come back to haunt you. You do that with your health, man. You, you, you do that with your health and you keep letting things pull you off your wall and things distract you from that. One day you're gonna wake up and they're gonna tell you, man, now we gotta do something. And it's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you money. It's gonna cost you time. You're gonna be in a place where you're gonna be like, man, how, what did we do? You were, you were flexible with your health. You let things come between you and your health all the time. You and your finances. And you know what too? You and your relationship with God. You've gotta choose what's important to you and be inflexible with it and not be willing to surrender it for anybody or anything. So let me ask you a question. Where do you need to begin making consistent deposits of time over time? It's a different answer for every single person. Where do you need to begin making consistent deposits of time over time? What area is it? Is it your health? We're not talking about fitness. We're not talking about your health. Is it your health? Is it your finances? Is it your marriage? Is it your relationship with your kids? Is it your integrity? What is it? Is it your relationship with God? Where do you need to make sure you are making consistent deposits of time over time? You know what it is. And what you need to do is you need to sit down. You need to put it on the calendar. And when it's in the calendar, it is in ink. It is, it is plastered on the phone. And you need to be unmovable. You need to be inflexible with it. And then when you have it, you need to AMRAP that thing. You need to stick to it. The time that you have, you squeeze every single second out of it. And you use every bit of it. And guess what you will see? It won't always be fun. It won't always be easy. It will require a lot of discipline. But what you will find is success. What you will find is the life that you have been looking for. What you will find is the intimacy you will have been looking for. What you will find is the peace that you have been looking for. What you will find is the security that you have been looking for. It is available to every single one of us. But it starts with a plan. It starts with having your ducks in a row. Let me pray with you this morning. Father God, Father God, we come to you today. Will you help us to get our ducks in a row? Will you help us to be wise with our time? Will you help us to understand that our time is adding up? And whether that time is adding up to value, something valuable or whether that time is adding up to our neglect, God, we cannot cram for misspent time. And none of us want to wake up and, and realize that we've let time slip away from us. So will you help us to number our days? Will you help us to be wise with our time and do what is necessary? In your name we pray. Amen.
Hey, our band's gonna come back up and we're gonna worship together and sing one last song. And man, you know, one, one of the things that I've been thinking about is I, I, I've been reading a lot about people with life plans. Life plans are something that can be really hard to come up with. And you know what? If you're ever in need of somebody helping you to develop a life plan when it comes to your health or budgeting, we have so many smart people here, people who are far smarter than me, people who have, whose life is way more put together than me, who would love to sit down with you and help you to develop that life plan, who would love to sit down with you with your finances and help you come together with a plan, who would love to sit down with you and, and talk to you about how to actually study scripture or how to have a, a Bible plan. We have so many tools and resources available to you, so don't let time just slip away. Take advantage of the wide people that we have that God has given us and blessed us with because they what they learned, some of them learned the hard way, but they would love to pass it on to you because you cannot be wise on your own. And we're not in this alone. We're doing life together. That's what our church is about. And so I hope that you'll take advantage of that. Will you stand with us this, this uh, morning as we sing?